There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sounds Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not medical doctors, therapists, or dietitians. So please check with an allied health professional before making any changes. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Super Gym Friends. I'm Joel. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And this week in Fit Zach, we're doing Basics of Programming Part 2. Did you realize that I just forgot what I was oh, saying? Oh yeah, I about saw it. Yeah. 2 seconds as I was talking. <laughs> oh, the yeah. look of yeah. confusion was amazing. <laughs> I I was primed. I had the second I saw that look, my my brain was like a submarine and the captain was like enemy sub, enemy sub, load the missile, load the missile. And then in the torpedo tube and this weekend fit got loaded in and was ready to fire when you uh when you didn't know what to say. <laughs> my brain caught up uh, eventually. Yeah. I do too many shows. Anyway, so we're talking... Um... <laughs> I can do the introduction if you want me to. Ooh, Would you one, like me to do the introductions one, from now on? Maybe one less responsibility for this little hand. Sure, I can do them. All right, sick. <laughs> yeah, so... The <laughs> <laughs> so, scheduling? I was just going away, going on for the ride along yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you were the merchant vessel in between our two submarines. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, don't squish me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we are, we're escorting this merchant. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do with that later. All right, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> what are we selling? Um, yeah. So what are we selling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we selling? Yes. No. So just kind of. Jumping off from where we finished last episode talking about splits, mm-hmm. now we're going to dive into like the little bit more nitty gritty of like the actual individual sessions that we will be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know how much you guys remember from last episode, but we kind of... Uh, let's see, a little bit of recap. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're ideally, your minimum um, is what you want to do is a three-day split. Yep. As is in your basically your minimum. And those you kind of, you, you're meant to be doing, uh, or you would full recommend body. full body yep. three times a week. Yeah. Uh, then you kind of go on to the four uh, times a week and you're sort of doing your upper, is it, no, it's your, like your legs. Uh, is it upper, lower um, and then what was the fourth one? I'm like trying to give like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. playing charades here. Yeah, yeah, there's, a, there's, like, there's a push pull legs, yep. yeah, push pull, and that's the five day split. Yeah, uh, no, so Damn. you had it, you almost had it there. So, almost. four day split, we'll do an upper lower, mm-hmm. upper lower, so like rest in between upper lower, ah, rest, okay, upper lower, yeah, five days, upper lower, rest, push pull legs. Sorry, what was four days again? Sorry, four upper days, upper lower, was... upper lower. Oh, no, oh, and then legs is just. 
in part of lower. Sp- legs is lower. Like oh. it's just I don't like you could. There's say- two legs days in the four day one. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> huh. Actually, leg day doesn't really do much to me. Yes. Really? Like I, yes. we did leg day pretty. Re- yeah. It's fair. We did leg day pretty <laughs> recently, and I'm I was like fine. Although, also to be fair, I could have gone a bit harder on the leg day most recently. I was a I. Well, mentally, I kept telling myself I was going easy on myself, but actually, was I going so easy on myself? Yeah. Trying to think. But Honestly, I, only you could say, but that's where yeah. like RPE comes in, where you get to do your like numerical score. You can kind of makes it a little bit easier to judge. I could have gone up on some of the things we did, but I would have had to have gone to a lower amount of reps. reps. Yeah. I just wanted to say a personal fuck you to Joel. Um, for, that last, for that last leg yeah. session, because uh, I think for about like, yeah, what long? For about maybe like, yes, I want to say legitimately maybe six months now. Yeah, I've been doing the exact same weight on the leg extension, which for those of you who don't know is like a quad based movement. It's like a machine that you use, and it is by far the single worst machine in the gym. Mm-hmm. It is the best for like quad growth. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've been doing like the exact same weight, mm-hmm. six months, and you come in on our last leg session and go, I'm going to do what Zach does. Yeah. <laughs> and you do it. Yeah. And then the next set, yeah. you go heavier. And I'm like, piece of shit. <laughs> now I have to match his weight. <laughs> and I will tell you, yesterday, like after our, the yeah, the day after our leg session, I my quads were so sore, like the the most soreness I've felt on them. Like, I'm so in sorry. That's ages. I'm so sorry. A leg what, Zach? A leg session? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm just I'm sorry. My words in fury. Yeah. I'm just so mad. I'm like I could have lived the rest of my life mm. never going up in leg extension weight, and I would have been happy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is, this is the one thing where I can actually match you, uh, kilo for kilo, when it comes to. Well, you didn't of... match me. You upped me. I'm like far out. Well, exactly. Look, I've got at least you know in my day to day life, I'm walking around <laughs> holding probably like twenty more kilos than you <sighs> as like a base i don't know we were zach was telling us his weight or whatever and mm. like i'm sad to are find you remembering out. the actual one or yeah, the one like- where i lied <laughs> oh <laughs> well, wow because well. i said 105 which is not no, no, what no, i no, 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 i'm remembering 80. Oh, okay cool yeah yeah i'm at about like oh uh, should i bleep that out do you not want the people to know i don't care <laughs> i'm gonna bleep it out anyway it's no don't do that <laughs> no i'm but, at like yeah. you get like for me I want to gain weight, so like yeah. my weight is not like a. Mm. Anyway, all fine. I'm saying is you weigh less than me, and muscle weighs more than Do fat. Really? Which yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Zach, Zach. Oh, don't worry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think. Okay. Of, I can't stop thinking about it. This boy oh. over here is pushing about almost a hundo. That's where I want to get to. I'm about ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit over. Get to hundred kilos. That would be <laughs> so big in muscle, like just pure muscle. Just yeah, yeah. I'm not that though. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's like not. I don't think that's like, but it, achievable. Yeah. Anyway, going back to what we were saying about legs, and then going back to the actual topic of today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we should crazy... get back to that. <laughs> that's the crazy thing about legs. Legs, like, kind of, uh, you could put fat on them, but. The more fat you get, sometimes just the more muscular they will also be. That's kind of just like everything, though. 
I don't know. My arms can be like little noodles. But what it what it comes down to is if you're doing if you don't do any resistance training, yeah, like you don't even like even if you're just walking on your legs, but you continue to put fat on the body, you're not going to get very muscular legs. Mm. But the process of gaining fat is mm. the process of being in a caloric surplus. Mm. So being in a caloric surplus, gaining the fat, but doing resistance training means that you will inevitably be gaining muscle as well. Mm. So it's not just the legs. That's just a bit of everything. No, yeah. no I, I enjoy doing um, doing legs. They, my, my legs are quite short. My legs are quite sore yeah, yesterday, but definitely today. Um, <laughs> so that that's a lot of fun. I'm so happy I'm not doing a hike this weekend because I don't think... Oh, you're not going to come with? <sighs> that tone was now more like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh. I just kind of assumed you were coming because of the chat previously. I don't yeah. mind either way. <laughs> See how I'm feeling. There is, though, a really funny thing. I don't know if we've discussed this on the show. And once again, this is off topic. I'm so sorry. Mm. But it's Jackson and I, well, Jackson more than I. I don't I don't really think too much about it. Jackson likes to laugh about this. But there are, anytime I post like an Instagram photo of myself on a hike, I'll get like a bunch of people that we know, like friends of ours and stuff like that, who are like, oh, hiking, let me know the next time you're going. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I let. Every time we go, I let a bunch of people know, and I I get a bunch of responses back that are like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. not." (laughs) You know what's funny? I was going to say, let me know. (laughs) I was legitimately like, next time you go. Well, this Saturday. No, not this week. (laughs) 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 Whoops. That's all right. Look, hey, I'll add you to the list of people that I message. Yep. Yeah, if it's something with me, it needs to be like two weeks in advance. Book it two weeks in advance, I'll definitely be there. But we, like, myself and Jackson never plan that. Uh, I barely plan like tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it is tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so I'm like, I think I've got people coming over. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, yeah, which I'll is really budget. interesting to like do the recordings and sessions with you guys because I'm the complete opposite where like I could tell you base exactly what's happening like until what, like Sunday... No, until like Thursday, three weeks ahead. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think for, for for me, and this is how I kind of run my life, which is why this sort of scheduling is very like, ah, okay, in terms of like, you know, oh, a three-day split, four-day split or whatever, is because <laughs> one is is because I get migraines a lot or headaches quite a lot and I can be yeah. very um, debilitating for me. So I try, try to plan. So if I'm, if I'm out for almost like a week, I can be like, it's fine. I've done everything. Like I've pre-recorded, I've pre-edited. Uh, all the things I got to do for work is there. I don't have to worry about it yep. so if i have a couple you know a week or maybe more where i am just on the ground and don't worry about it or if i miss a day or two it doesn't matter too much because hey i've got backups mm. whereas um so that's like one aspect of it uh, is sort of like how i run a lot of things and then when it comes down to like yeah a three-day split or a four-day split it's just like cool i hope i am well enough <laughs> to do everything i need to do yeah which is uh sometimes a bit of a hassle um, look the benefit of like doing it though it's I know you've got a little bit of like special circumstances with your migraines and migraines might be a little bit different, but for people who are worried about like getting sick and missing their sessions, Mm. by doing the sessions, you are decreasing your likelihood of getting sick as well. Because healthier body, you're going to be better suited to it. Is it also just like, just maybe a bit, I don't know, personal question. Is it also like a desire for like the freedom as well, just to be able to like, no. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> no. I, I, th- I think also because I'm a little scattered a lot, and so it's kind of like, you know, I get um, quite distracted to do other things, so it's very easy to be just like, oh, let's go over here, and then you yeah, 
So again, it's yeah. kind of like I, I guess it's, it does offer the freedom to do things on the spur of the moment or the spur yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think you know, having a schedule, I would respond well to it. <laughs> so, in conclusion, a three-day split is full body. Yep. A four-day yep. split is upper lower upper lower where lower is legs. includes legs yeah or is lower legs. just is legs is it's, legs all right. you could say upper legs mm, so upper but body it's, legs, it's just like legs. upper and lower mm. and then more sense to say five day which is the one that you recommend the most is it i think it's i don't recommend any of them the most okay but five day is what is good to build up to okay and then five day which is upper lower legs upper lower did i get the order wrong uh, no, so it's upper lower rest yeah. push pull legs. Okay, upper lower. So it's a combination rest, of two legs. like split styles. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and then the six day for those crazy <laughs> SOBs out rest. there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is uh push pull legs rest push pull legs. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So planning individual sessions. So the first question, or one of the questions that I get asked a little bit, and I think you, we brought it up right at the end of the last session, is how long should I go for mm. each session? Mm-hmm. And for a question so simple, there is so much you can go into with it. Like, it could be a two-hour conversation itself, but I'll try to, like, condense it down and just make some generalizations. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when it comes to a training session, there are a few things that you want to keep in mind. When we start the session itself, you always want to have a little bit of a warm-up beforehand. So normally about like three to five minutes of some mm-hmm. moderate intensity cardio, preferably something that is going to use full body. So I put all my clients, including yourselves, on the rower for about five minutes. Just like light, get the blood flowing, warm you up. So Rower's like, really good for that. Yeah. And the importance of that is, yeah, so you get the muscles warm because they're going to be active. Mm-hmm. And warmer muscles are going to be a little bit looser, so you're not going to be so stiff, as well as you're already starting to get blood flow into the muscles, and the blood is really important because that's where we're going to be transporting energy and nutrients, which is required for the contractions, those muscle, the movements that we're going to be doing later on. When we're um, training at home, I tend to do skipping instead. Yeah, which is like great as well. Skipping, you're using your arms, using your legs. You're going to warm up. You can't skip. No, I can't. You've seen me. You laughed at me. You That's remember? rude of me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's, we can try. Uh, How I, long ago was it? We can try again. It was a while ago. Uh, I, I, no, I, I, I don't want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to be laughed at. Oh, I'm sorry, Aww. dude. No, it's okay. Can, um, I'm just joking. We could uh, take your skipping again because I, I really enjoy we could skipping. Take you skipping. It's good. It's fun. <laughs> I'll just see you guys down the street. Yeah. <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> so yeah. warming up. Yep, so do a warm-up. Then after that, I always recommend doing some dynamic stretching. So important thing is that your stretching is dynamic. Mm -hmm. So that means you're going to be taking the muscle through its range of motion, not taking it to the end of its range of motion and holding it. Mm -hmm. The reason for that... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I, I get, I just understand now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the reason for... So, like, I guess an example of dynamic stretching would be arm swings or, like, shoulder, like, doing... What do you call it? windmills? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like leg swings, things like that. Do them on different planes, so you're going to be using like planes of motion. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're using different muscle groups when you're doing those different in moving them in different ways. Uh, I'm just going to quick uh, quickly. So just in case people mm-hmm. uh, can't visualize this, I, 
like if you're doing legs, swing it backwards and forwards and then from side to side in yeah. two different exercises. Yeah, so that's using like the different planes. So the yeah. body has like planes of motion, so that's using two different planes of motion. I understood, but anything that's worth sure. explaining once is worth explaining twice. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And then, so the reason we want to do dynamics over static stretching mm-hmm. is there is evidence suggesting that static stretching leads to a slight decrease in acute exercise performance or like no, muscular output. <laughs> sometimes it's structural, sometimes it's not. Who so, is he? <laughs> actually, I should say acute, like these are, yeah. I'm going to use acute and chronic are two terms which mm. come up. They're like your more scientifically based mm-hmm. terms for like adaptations in the body, mm-hmm. just like affects things that are going to happen. Um, so acute means that it is, in a short period of time, lasting only a short period of time, chronic is something that is long lasting. So we want to be creating chronic adaptations, which is our muscle growth, strength, gain, fat loss sort of things. Okay. Whereas an acute adaptation might be a pump where the blood rushes to the muscle. So the muscle acutely looks bigger, but it doesn't have any chronic adaptations where the tissue is actually bigger. Just a little bit of example there. Okay. I understand. Yep. Yeah. So, like, an example of that is doing, like, hamstring where you're, like, toe touches, where you're holding it for five seconds, mm-hmm. might then have a slight decrease in your deadlift output, which is a very hamstring-dominant movement. So, it's going to, like, take away. So, okay, yeah. Just yeah. something to keep in mind. With that, we're going to talk about injuries a little bit later, but be aware that these are not permanent rules. Like... If they're the circumstances, there are circumstances with which I would recommend doing static stretching. Those are if you have specific weak links that you're trying to work on with your body. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I'm very much like is very important to me with how I train both myself, but the people I train with and it's finding out cool. Everybody has dysfunctions in their body. Everybody has mobility restrictions. And for those specific mobility restrictions, we're just going to accept that we're going to take a slight decrease in our output for the next few months Mm -hmm. because it's more important to free up the body, do this static stretching where the body can then move throughout its like full range of motion, move in ways that aren't going to cause pain or cause further injury rather than just having the heaviest lifting session you can in that one moment. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I think that goes against a lot of my brain. That, that oh, dumb, 100%. Dumb yeah, yeah, yeah. brain of mine, which the cycle seems to be um, lift heavy thing. That hurts something. Keep lifting heavy thing. Oh, no, that really hurts something. Keep lifting heavy <laughs> And then being out of- To the point where you're like- Close to paralyzed in yes. pain, and then Ooh, you literally uh, I can't. I don't think close to paralyzed, genuinely uh, cannot move, mm. and, and it feels like uh, something has gone completely wrong. And then I'm out of commission for maybe a couple months. Yeah, like that's the whole idea of that's one of my really big training philosophies, and something that I want to instill in everybody listening is that sometimes by taking your time mm. with how you want to train, how we're going to progress. And then these like very specific things like our stretching and that it's going to take more time. It's going to feel or sound like it'll take more time, Mm. but it's a lot quicker doing it this way than like you were saying, pushing it too hard, not working on your mobility restrictions, not working on your weak links, diving into the gym with a big ego, 
getting yourself injured and then having to go off for a few months, mm. starting again mm. at the point where you've already lost all your progress that you just made. Yeah, it sounds about That's the a right lot cycle. longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as fun as that sounds. Consider yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of destroying your body is yeah. right for you. So, okay, so that hasn't worked for the best, <laughs> ooh, let's say, almost a uh, decade and a half. So mm. maybe I won't do it again. Yeah, Side maybe effects don't. effects of destroying your body include back pain, <laughs> oh, shoulder, pain. shoulder pain. Everybody has back pain. It's Nausea. so good. I hate back pain. It sucks. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to work with people on, though. Yeah. Back pain yeah. is just, oh, it's so interesting. Mm. It's very multifaceted and it's, yeah, we'll dive into that later. Just, just going on to those types of stretches briefly. So uh, I see a remedial masseuse pretty mm-hmm. regularly and I've been given, I think I would consider these some of those, the the not dynamic. What was the, the opposite of dynamic again? Static. Static. I think I've been given some of those static stretches where mm-hmm. one, of, I don't know any of the names of them, but one of them is like, I put my back up against the wall and do kind of like a squat. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, wall sit. Yeah. A wall sit. Yeah. Yep. And then there are some other ones where I like put my foot up against the wall and then kind of like lean in to stretch my, what's the back lower muscle? Calf. Calf. Uh, to stretch my calves and stuff. Yeah. Those are great. I, I, not wall sits, but I I have a few clients, a l- mm. actually a lot of clients doing doing calf stretching. So mm. calves in particular are really they're one of the very like common limiting factors for people's squat depth. Mm-hmm. So in a squat, there was like I don't know why I remember here like I was talking to some of like my other coaching friends about this where maybe like five years ago there was this really common cue where it was don't let your knees go over your toes in a squat. Yeah, I've been told this. I have been told this. Absolutely no biomechanical sense. Okay. It does not make sense. So when you're doing a, just a little bit of background into squatting, when you're doing a squat Mm. and you have, say, like a barbell on your back. Yeah, right. You want to be squatting in a way that that barbell is going to take a vertical path straight up and straight down. Mm -hmm. The way that that is done or the way that that motion is created is by having an equal displacement of your knees and your hips. So you're going to be bending at your ankles, knees, and hips in a way that you can just bring them back and like hips back, knees forward enough and equal to each other so that you go straight up and down. Mm -hmm. You have to bring for, well, maybe if you're quite short, you might not have to, but I know for most people that means bringing your knees close to, if not quite a bit over your toes. Huh. So this whole idea of like, don't bring your knees over your toes is just ridiculous. See, that, that is something not do actually it. that the remedial masseuse has been saying. Not to bring my knees over my toes. And that is something is that-, that like, are your, Is your remedial masseuse, have they got- Are they doing personal- Have they done a personal training degree? I Oh, no, no, I'm not di- saying- Sorry, that I'm was not, very defensive as I'm well. I'm not siding but I mean, with like, them. I was just yeah. saying that that is very interesting because that is what they are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, think I'm currently- if I'm siding with anyone, I'm siding with you. Don't worry. Honestly, like <laughs> we got you back. Um, yeah, because again, I've, I was yeah told that yeah when again five years ago or whatever mm. when I was sort of training, and to this day, if I'm doing like lunges or those kind of like anything yep. involving kind of like that squatting position, I'm make, making sure that trying not to get uh, knee over foot. So that's yeah. just so throw if- that in the bin. Throw that in the bin. Same thing as throw, uh, push through your heels. Throw that in the bin as well. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. (laughs) Push through your heels is one that I do use occasionally in specific circumstances where somebody is not using their heel at all. Okay. But the whole, like, 
when we're doing a proper squat, like a well-balanced, powerful squat, mm. we want to have, this is like going a little bit, definitely off topic, but we want to have <laughs> an even force production throughout yeah. our entire foot. So that's pressing evenly mm. through like all of our foot, like through the balls of our feet, mm. as well as the heel. Okay. And so think just like thinking about it in your head, if you have a foot where the knee isn't over the toes, how are you going to have that like even balance over the ball of your foot? Because there's no weight being placed over the top of it. Yeah, right. So where yeah. do you I guess like yeah, weirdly do you know where it came from? Do you know where this kind of like school of thought comes from? Uh I honestly I don't. Yeah, I, I'm there's sure it some... was the sort of thing where we thought one thing back then, yeah. and then we're like, "Oh no, this thing instead." It's yeah. just it's that I kind think... of um, I like you. You know, this is getting bit, even further off topic. Yeah. But do you remember? I think it might have been you might have heard about this, but it was like I think in the 80s they had this like little like um rubber strip on the back of cars to stop like static electricity. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the guy who's just Made to discharge that, the buildup of, build of static yeah. electricity, right? Because the fear of, was either, oh, all the static electricity in this car because it's per, you know going in motion. When you fill up, there's a little spark, and oh no, now mm. the car's on fire and fuel everywhere, and oh, everything's burning. <laughs> and so, like the person who's like, oh, then why don't we just put this little strip on the back of a car to kind of ground it, as it were, made yep. millions. Oh bullshit! Mm. Like it's just meaningless. But everyone's like, no, 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 we need this. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so if Thinking about our squat, I think maybe mm. a potential reason for that cue of like push through your heels yeah, yeah. comes oh, down yeah. to very common uh, people very commonly having restrictions, mobility restrictions in their calves. Mm. Okay. When we have really tight calves, it is going to limit our ability to track our knee over our toes. It's going to like pull it mm. in because it's really tight. That's something I don't know if I've done it with you guys, but like a wall test. So go about five. So oh, go like you a, have done this with me. Yes. Yeah. So get a thumb and a fist mm-hmm. from the wall. You can look up like calf. Uh, what is it? A uh, kneeling wall, knee mm. to wall test, something like that. If you want to see a visualization, but thumb and a fist from the wall, mm-hmm. like line your toes up with that. Go down on one knee, and then try and bring your like knee or as close as you can to the wall. And it's going to show you like how tight your calves are. As a layman, let me also let me give a, an attempt at an explanation as well. Yep. So, ball your fist, thumb out, and then put your fist up against the wall with your thumb sticking away from the wall. Mm-hmm. Put your toes against your thumb, so your yeah your bold fist and thumb length away, and then yeah without without your foot leaving the ground, try to lean in towards yeah, the wall. Yeah, specifically your heel. So yeah. if you do have a calf, a restriction mobility issue with your calf, because they're really tight, mm. it's going to try and pull your heel off. Mm. So yeah, when that what that looks like in a squat is somebody with really tight calves are going to be either unable to go down very far in their squat, or mm-hmm. when they go down far, they're going to have their knees stay in a position where they're going to lean their torso really far forward, which means that that bar on their back is going to come forward as well mm. rather than keep that nice vertical up and down. Mm. Yeah, right. So the reason that I went on that huge tangent <laughs> is because, say, like for yourself, where yeah. that is something you've been prescribed to by a, a remedial masseuse, mm-hmm. and I've also, I think I've also told you to do that one too, Yeah, where it's you are going to accept that there might be a slight decrease in output strength of the calf, which in a squat, like whatever, it's not the driver of the movement, Mm -hmm. but there might be a slight decrease in output, 
but it's going to allow you to squat deeper, better, and over time, we will hopefully clear up that mobility issue so that you don't need to do any of that sort of stuff. Sure. That being said, if you can, do your static stretching first, dynamic stretching afterwards, because if you statically stretch, then dynamically stretch the same muscle group, it can get rid of that slight decrease in performance and just make it neutral again. So static stretch first, first yep. then dynamic stretches. Yep. All right. That is actually what I've been doing. So mm. yeah, it works. Perfect. Cool. Is easy. Yeah. So that's like the first part of our training. Like we always want to start that. It should normally go for like about 10 minutes ish, mm-hmm. depending on how like janky your body is <laughs> and how much different stretches we need to do. But after that, then we get into what's called like the conditioning phase. Mm-hmm. And that's where we make like the proper progress of the session. So that's our, in this circumstance, like the weightlifting portion. Okay. So a little bit about structure of the conditioning session. We have two types of movements that our body can perform. They are compounds, which are... Multiple joints. Yeah, exactly. Multi-joint movements and isolations. Single joint. Perfect. So our compound movements should come first. Okay. The very common ones, which most people should have heard of, is bench press, Mm -hmm. which is acting upon the elbow and the shoulder, mainly. A little bit maybe in the wrist, depending on how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it should it's like really the elbow and the shoulder are the joints that are acting. Mm-hmm. You're going to use your tricep, shoulder, and chest. Then we also have overhead press, which is like a standing shoulder hip press or whatever else you want to call it. Military press, it's also called. One thing you should know, exercises for one exercise, there can be like seven different oh, names yeah. for it. It's so frustrating. So often on like the, the app or whatever that yeah. we send our program to i'll be like all right what's this exercise and then i'll look it up and it'll be under a different name yeah. and i'm like i hope i assume this is the one it probably is <laughs> yeah yeah and then like you also have overhead press squat deadlifts different variations mm. upon those as well like pull-ups as well yeah so you want to put those first if you're doing say like a full body program so if you're doing like an upper lower it's kind of okay. You're just going to do like your bench press or like a row or something. Mm-hmm. Both of those first. But if you're doing a full body session where you have multiple, like quite a few different compounds and like quite heavy compounds as well, like you're doing benching, deadlifting and squat on the one day, which I would not super recommend, but say you are, you want to be prioritizing. Oh, here's the balance of it. There's a few things to balance. Yeah. You want to be... (laughs) Here it is. The best thing for your body Mm -hmm. is going to be doing the most like central nervous system demanding exercises first. So the muscle... the uh, What do you call it? The movements which are going to be the most demanding on the muscles. Okay. That would be your deadlift or your squat before your bench press. Mm -hmm. However, a consideration to be made is... What do you want to be focusing on for your specific goals? So if you're like, at the moment, I'm going through a like upper body or like a chest growing phase where that's my focus, then you might accept that it's not going to be the most optimal for like body and energy system, but I'm going to do bench first because it means that I get to put more of my energy, prioritize it and do my chest first. Yeah, right. 
Okay. A few things to think Makes about. This. So it's kind of like, well, I just want a big back. So I'm going to make sure that- I'm doing my rose That's first. the one I'm going to yep. do first. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't have any of those, do your squats or deadlifts first. Try and split those up to separate days, preferably, because they are just very taxing. Mm-hmm. They're going to tax your central nervous system, which is like mm-hmm. what's going to not lead to muscles feeling sore, but you just feeling drained of energy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like central nervous system fatigue is just like this energy fatigue. I Off- think I've felt that. I think I know what that's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not full. So like full central nervous system fatigue would be like doing four to five days, high intensity for about six to eight weeks. All right. Maybe I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> you can feel it like acutely though. Like there's definitely acute central nervous system fatigue. And I a hundred percent, like with some of the, when we're doing like our squats together, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Yeah. All right. Um, so we start with our compounds because they are going to be using a lot more musculature. They're the lifts that we can go heavier on as well. And then we follow it up with our isolations. So Really? The compound ones are the ones where you can do a heavier weight? Oh, 100%. Really? Why, why is that? Because you're using much more musculature. So a single... Sense. Yeah, so... Immediately makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so we can like, do mind, a bench I'm... press more when you do like a bicep curl. Yeah. It's kind of like with a bench, you can kind of do, you know, like a decent yeah. amount, but like a bicep <laughs> curl, you're like, oh, one kilo. Do you want to? Yeah, exactly. really funny. In my mind, I was like, but the one muscle could just focus on what it's doing. <laughs> 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 nah, he raises a good point. <laughs> the one muscle is like, Maybe. I don't need to worry yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to do, you know that, do all oh, this other. Yeah. Yeah. Ape, singular, strong. Yeah. Yes. Ape to get the bad. Yes. Can't trust those apes. Yes. Can't trust those other apes they'll try to 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 mm. they'll try to they'll try to breed where you're trying to breed and that's no good exactly so yeah. ape together bad apes only one that's the trick with like alpha beta <laughs> alpha beta romeo every time I do <laughs> romeo. You, know, romeo. <laughs> you know how they have <laughs> zombies <laughs> whatever no, the, the car do you know the car alpha romeo oh i was yeah. thinking romero Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> anytime i hear alpha beta in my mind i'm like alpha beta romero anyway um mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing about alpha beta gamma whatever yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, all yeah. bad <laughs> they're all cucks because they're operating in the system that's right you gotta do that that, that New male, uh, yeah, uh, the one that's Sigma. operating. Oh that's my the one, the one god! That's Sigma, yeah. I outside the system. <laughs> that god. is the uh, for everybody. Yeah. Like, I do not care if I'm alienating all the Sigmas listening to this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that no, is no. the most pretentious no, no, thing no. I've no, ever no, no, heard. No, 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 you got to not- be nice about it. So you're not a Sigma. You just need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all need therapy. Let's yes. be real. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, but it's I love, so pretentious. It's no, it's so not funny. pretentious. Like, all you of them just, are. You just alpha, need, beta, sigma. It doesn't matter. Therapy. They're all pretentious. The but study that that it's is all based more. off. The study that all that all was based off is so bunk. Like even the the main researcher was like, mm-hmm. no, this is we Adam, fucked it up. It's, it's all bunk. But 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 what happened was instead of that regressing or anything like that, people on this on this fucking foundation of sand people were like what if we kept building <laughs> what if we made another type <laughs> Again, just need therapy it's oh yeah okay i just think it just mm. it, it's just like what is it what do you call it like it's um oh what is the term for it? it's, it's just like astro- it's astrology towards, for men it honestly is astrology for men but it's just like finding 
it, it's just like the it's perfect marketing scheme. Like it's people yeah. who feel like they don't like nobody wants to identify as as mm. a beta. <laughs> But it's like, uh, all- yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I am in this ranking. This, really? this bullshit ranking. You know, betas are just like the what normal. The in the, in the yeah. original study, betas were just the normal ones. Like neither the alphas, nor the, I think it's like gamma or something like that. Theta? Those are the, yeah, it's something theta? like that. Those are like the- <laughs> Are we talking about sororities now? <laughs> well, it's, it's the Greek alphabet, right? Yeah. Hi, theta. F- yeah, know, it's, it's, it's sorority it's, names. It is alpha the, omega. Yeah, yeah. Betas were not the cucks. There was like another one of the cucks. The betas were just like the regular- Fucking just Joe the public, yeah. just the blokes. Just that, but it's yeah, become yeah, yeah, yeah. like cock. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway. yeah. It's either not, way, it's yeah. all bullshit. And just hey, talk about your feelings. Um, yes. So yes. Yeah, um, so, as an as an alpha, I yep. don't think I have feelings. Yeah, that you, it's called being it's repressing them. And yeah. and I know someone or some people have hurt you in the past, and it's okay. We've all felt hurt. You just need to. Open yeah, I agree. It's yes. okay to put it into yes. the bottle. Yes. Yep. Screw, screw that lid on tight yep. and, and just, throw it away. Exactly. What you do is yeah. you get the bad memory. You put it in a box. You close the box. <laughs> you go into your mind palace. There's usually a lake there with a bit of a bridge. You grab the and you chuck like it in, baby Moses. Yeah, like baby Moses. You chuck it. You chuck it in in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the in the river. Yep. It goes downstream and like it's never Moses. a problem. And like, like baby like, Moses, like, it'll it never come back. Never a problem. It was never a problem. Therapy. It's um, weird to call baby Moses a problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was for a certain time. Yeah, of yeah. it's for all a, a matter of perspective. Of <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, therapy aside, um, programming. Programming. Yeah. Yeah, about that. yeah. 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 I forget yeah. what today's topic was. <laughs> yeah. So the way you want to structure it mm-hmm. is so that you have your compounds first, isolations. After that, mm-hmm. isolations, as somebody would say, mm-hmm. who could speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that, there's when we, I was like talking to some of my, like with some more advanced lifters, mm-hmm. some ways that people like to add a little bit of higher intensity into their movements yeah. is by doing like, there's a few different like advanced techniques you can do. So there are some things like called cheat reps. You can do uh, rest pause sets. Uh, what are some other ones? Just like exhaustion type what movements. Are cheat sets. So cheat reps are <laughs> when you get to a point where, say, say a bicep curl is a perfect mm-hmm. example. The reason I say that when after talking about isolations is all of these movements, all these advanced type techniques, should be saved specifically for your isolations mm-hmm. because doing them in compounds is going to be like a little bit pointless, but it's also a little bit more dangerous, and there's not mm-hmm. a huge amount of point. But so say bicep curl, mm-hmm. you have thirty kilo. Easy bar curl, easy. You get up to 12 reps, but you can't do any more. However, you don't feel that your bicep is fully fatigued. Okay. So it's like you physically can't move it with good form, Mm. but you maybe feel like you have another two or three reps left in you to get to that full, like nine RPE, where it's like fully taxed. Okay. So a cheat rep would be to get a slight bit of swing. So you get it up. And then say control the eccentric down. Okay. So it's getting a slight bit of uh, degradation of form so that you can increase the intensity. Like I said, it's an advanced technique Mm -hmm. because you want to get the foundation of how to do a curl right. You want to know how to do it right first before you add it in. A better option is like when you have training partners is have somebody help you up where you don't need to get swing. Mm -hmm. They just help you move the rep. 
that's another way to get an increase or like drop sets as well. But there's a bunch of like different mm. ways to do that. I think I was doing one of those this week because you gave us a slightly ad you piece of shit. I don't know if you recall this, but thank you. you there was an exercise where <laughs> it's not actually a pull up; it's more of like a, a oh, eccentric. Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so eccentric you- pull ups. It's less because that's an advent. Well, it is. It's more that. Uh, when you can't do a pull-up first or same mm. thing with push-ups, I do this with some of my like clients who struggle with just regular push-ups, but they really want to get there, yeah. is rather than just struggle through trying to get a push-up, you just do the eccentric portion. So an eccentric, when we have movements, think about the bicep because it's always the easiest one to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about the bicep. When you bring your wrist close to your shoulder in a yeah. bicep curl, that is the concentric portion of the lift. The concentric is when the muscle fibers shorten, so they cross over in this circumstance, bringing the wrist to the shoulder. The eccentric portion is when the muscle fibers lengthen, so when you lower back down, when you bring your, or decrease, sorry, increase the angle in the elbow, bringing that wrist further away from the shoulder. Okay. The eccentric portion of a lift is where it will you will adapt to it, but traditionally is where you will create the most amount of muscle damage, but is also when you're the strongest. Mm. So you can exert more force on an eccentric pull-up than you would be able to on the concentric portion of the pull-up. Therefore, it's good to do eccentric pull-ups if you're trying to build yourself up to the stage where you can do a normal full concentric. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just... Yeah, earlier this week, was it? We had a slightly different one and I had to look up what those were. And then I eventually had to ask you because I didn't really understand the concept. And then- This is like the point of me being there. Yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> I um, I did them and then you changed the fucking uh, the, <laughs> the thing or whatever. And so I'd done- exercise. Yeah, you changed all the exercises. And so I'd done- Because <laughs> uh, I guess they were like a slightly more advanced or different- Oh, it was a different program that I yeah. set. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it was too late. I was like, I did the wrong one. Anyway, so I, I did I did the it. first exercise and then you changed the program. I'm like, Whoops. oh, okay. What? So this one that I've already done, what does it count for in these new ones? <laughs> nothing, nothing, Adam. Yeah, you were like- I said extra gains, yeah. which it does. <laughs> Fuck you. Did you do them, by the way, Zaman? No, uh, no, I think this week sucked. Yeah, yeah, right. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was um, not fun. No, this week has been, I've been because again, I mean, we'll get to this when we start talk, talking a bit more about injuries, that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. for, for some reason, this week I am feeling it pretty badly in my shoulders. Mm. Um, so Same. like moving things above my head mm. is just mm. causing me a lot more grief than I I kind of wanted to. And I guess, well, yeah, again, we'll. I'll put that uh, conversation on hold, and when we yeah. get to yeah. injuries, because yeah, I've got I've got some questions. Sorry. Anyway, we were saying different types of exercises. Yeah, so that's just like some things to keep in mind when doing isolations for more of like the advanced lifters out there. Okay. Um, so they're not necessary, but they're just some things you can add in if you want. So with that, then to finish off, I like to do a bit of a cool down. You don't necessarily need to stretch, but going for like a walk or something just to let the blood settle and just finish all the workout. Cool down seems to be the one that I feel like most people skip. Mm. I skip it. Yeah. <laughs> How? I don't like doing it. But I remember also like boring. reading, I think, <laughs> ages ago, the whole idea of like, you know, are oh, you stretching after a... a um... Yeah, I've heard it was very important. And I, it's no one did the opposite it. to be like... Oh, really? It used to be, again, that kind of yeah. thing where you keep 
you know, your knee above your foot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but where it's kind of like, you know, yeah, it used to be very, very important. But then the, the studies were like, I'm actually not that important as we initially thought. So okay. if somebody is, huh. if I say like, if a client is saying, oh, I felt ex- like ex- really, really sore, like the DOMS were really bad the next day after doing this certain movement in this muscle. Mm. I'm like, cool. Because it was extreme, like it was sore to a point of like discomfort or you couldn't do stuff. It's still doms, like it's not injury or anything, but then start to do some static stretching at the end or Mm -hmm. some like foam rolling, that sort of thing. Outside of that, don't really worry about it. It's kind of where I go. Well, look, I hate foam rolling. So if you're telling me that I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it, but that I'm sure is going to come back to bite me. In fact, I know. In fact, it has come back to bite me. Yeah, so going just to kind of round this off. So that is what we need to be cramming into our session. Mm -hmm. However long that takes is really up to you. Yeah. What you want to be doing at a minimum is about 10 sets per muscle group per week. So what that looks like, say, for the chest, we want to be doing compound movements. So compounds are great. Yeah. If you're doing three days a week, you will be doing more compound movements or maybe like the same compound movements, but you're going to have like less isolation because the compounds are going to allow you to train multiple different muscle groups all at once. And that's going to allow you to get to that 10 to 20 sets without doing as many exercises and spending as long in the gym. Yes, Adam. So what, this is maybe something you were already about to say, but what would you say is a good ratio of compound to isolated over the course of, let's say, a session and then over the course of a week. It really depends. Yeah? It okay. so depends. I would say, I feel like everybody should be doing about three compounds a session. This mm-hmm. is like such a generalization. So if you guys listening- Very like, broad advice. Are like, this doesn't work for me. It's like, cool. It yeah. might not. It's not going to work for everybody. But very broad for those who are like, I have nowhere. I don't know where to start. Do three compounds a session. Mm-hmm. If you're doing full body- uh, three days a week, just do those three. Mm-hmm. If you have a particular area you want to focus on, maybe do one isolation movement for that specific area at the end. But if you do three compounds, do like one pull movement, one push movement, one leg movement, do those each three days for those three days of the week. You'll be more than fine for doing upper lower, do like two to three. Doesn't matter that much. Then you can start to add in some isolations. Cause you might have a little bit more time in that session. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really three, do three sets. I love three to four sets is like the perfect amount. If you're doing more powerlifting style training, then you want to increase your sets, but decrease your reps. But yeah, that's kind of how I like to structure it. And beyond those three, then you can start to add in your isolation movements. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. And so that's just, yeah. So the the compounds are just great because you get higher volumes for- multiple muscles it's more time efficient i'll say gotcha so again if you're time starved you really want to be focusing on the compounds yeah that's your best time for Mm. maximizing your time for uh gain gains yes thank you or gains gains as the bros (laughs) might say (laughs) which we are nothing if not bros Yeah, yeah 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 i'm one of them Another thing to keep in mind is rest breaks so yes rest time is so is very complicated within itself as well so all, optimal is like that longer rest. So I think we talked a little bit about it during our like discussion of like strength and hypertrophy training, mm-hmm. but 
as a general rule, you don't want to be resting less than a minute. The more rest you can get while still being like efficient with your time. So like this time you spend in a session being like good for yourself, the more rest you can get, the greater your output in a certain movement will be in the preceding sets. What does that mean? Let me explain Mm -hmm. quickly. So what that might look like is I can do a hundred kilo bench press for eight reps. I do that. I get up to a high RPE because we want to be reaching that RPE of like seven to nine. So say I got to a nine, but I only rest for a minute. It's very short. Uh, Nine RPE meaning? I only had one rep left in the tank. Okay. Rate of perceived exertion is what RPE is. One to 10, 10 is max, nine is one, eight is two, seven is three reps and so on. Um, So I only had... Yeah, I only had a minute rest. My body hasn't fully recovered. So by the time I do my next set of bench press at 100 kilos, keeping the weight the same, I will only be able to get, let's say, five reps. So I have a really quite a dramatic decrease in exercise output. So the stimulus applied to the muscle in the first set is significantly less than the second set. So a longer rest would allow you to... Let's say, exactly. So like two and a half minutes, I might be able to get six reps this time. Hmm. Five rep, uh, five minutes. I might be able to get seven or eight. So really bringing yeah. it up to that equal. And so the reason that that is important is when we're able to do more reps at a certain weight or a certain intensity, it is going to mean that there is more stimulus applied to the muscle. The more stimulus applied, the greater the breakdown of the muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. The greater the breakdown the greater muscle protein synthesis demand and the greater the adaptations you're going to achieve. A two-part question. So mm-hmm. first part is, I sometimes take quite long breaks. I don't know if yep. I would take longer than like 10 minutes. That yep. seems a lot, uh, way too much. But is there like an amount where you're like, all right, you should be getting back. I, I know it can be a very broad thing, but is there um, yeah, an amount of time that you would say is maximum? Yeah, it's... Really? So, uh, I can't remember. I'm not sure if there has been anything preceding this, but I know yeah. that the, the most that has been like studied was a max of eight minutes. Okay. And there continued to be a greater output up to that eight minutes. So, theoretically... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It could be infinite. Yeah. Because there hasn't been anything to suggest that it's not. But obviously there was diminishing... I'm in between re- reps right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so obviously there's like diminishing returns with that. So it's not going to be infinite. Mm. I would say oh, if you have the time for your compounds specifically, take about five to 10 minutes if you have the time. Yeah. If you have the time. You don't need to, but it's not going to hurt to do it either. Okay. For your isolations... That two minutes, two to three minutes really should be the max. Okay. But for those trying to like be time efficient, you don't want to be in the gym for less than 60 minutes. You're not going to get a lot done without it because by the time you finish your warm up stretching and you're actually into your uh, conditioning phase, you're not going to have much time left. So mm-hmm. a lot of people just go for an hour. For those people, try for two minutes for your compounds, a minute for your isolations. Okay. And it'll keep you pretty safe. It's not going to be optimal but it's going to be more optimal for your time. Sorry, the second part of my question was, is this is this good for both building, uh, to go back to an earlier topic, building strength and building muscle size? Yep, so there is a little bit different. Yeah. So the strength, so I, I guess, yeah, as I'm sure people have already realized, my bias does tend to lean towards like hypertrophy mm-hmm. from like my bodybuilding mm-hmm. background. So it's a little bit of both. Okay. So the more strength side of things is very dominant on compound lifts. Like mm-hmm. the lifts that you're going to get strong in are your compounds. Because of that, it means that you'll do higher sets, lower reps, but you're going to have long ass rest breaks. Okay. I think we discussed a little bit yeah, in that. So if you like want to go a little bit deeper, listen back to the strength episode again. But it is that like there's the little bit of a joke of like powerlifter bringing their pillow and and do not to the bench <laughs> yeah, when they're yeah, yeah, doing yeah. their bench little, press little, day. Little, little rest nap. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for yeah. that. Oh, I've I've pretty much done it myself sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's like the longer you rest, they get like five to ten minutes per set. Yeah, but obviously that's not going to be as time efficient. So if that's what you're looking for, you know, yeah. just keep it in mind. It's the best time to spend in the gym is a time that works for you. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. But these are all the things to consider as well. Just a quick glossary of terms for today, mm-hmm. I suppose. What was the first what was the first topic we covered? We went through how to break down a session. Mm-hmm. So we do warm-ups, dynamic, so static stretching first if you have them specific for mm-hmm. mobility limitations, then dynamic stretches after that. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go into your compound lifts first, followed by isolation lifts leaving any sort of like advanced technique for the last set of isolations. And then you're going to do some sort of cool down or 
like foam rolling or stretching if you feel that you're like particularly sore in an area. Right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Adam. And I've been Zach. Happy lifting. Thanks for listening to Super Gym Friends. Once again, we are not medical doctors, physiotherapists, or dietitians. We are, at best, bumbling fuckwits. So please check with a healthcare professional before making any changes. If you want to get in touch, send us an email at supergymfriends at gmail.com. And to continue the conversation, head on over to our Sandspans Discord or Facebook group. Links to those are in the show notes. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.